Welcome, friends and fellow adventurers, to the 23rd episode of Cocked, a real play D&D podcast. I'm Alex Reed, your DM and guide to the lands of Manassas. To quickly recap last session, the party was struggling to fight the corrupt dryads in the grove. They were getting overwhelmed when all of a sudden a conclave dryad burst out of a large tree in the center of the grove, and in seconds, the corrupt dryads were reduced to ash, and all that remained where they once stood were purple stones. The conclave dryad introduced herself as Polyphony, and brought some dryads to heal the party and retrieve the purple stones the party and Alfred seek. We found out that Polyphony knows Alfred and his family, and Bracca had a few more questions about the stones before handing them over. This week, we're going to forego the cast introductions again. Names and Instagram handles are included in the episode description. We resume as Bracca asks Polyphony a few more questions before Bracca agrees to give all the stones over to the mysterious conclave dryad who bursts through the tree. Polyphony's going to look at Bracca, and she's going to point to the shards that are on the ground and say, And those? You don't have them. I don't care. I have no use for them. And as you say that, you see... Wait, real real, real quick before you take them. Mm-hmm. Um, are these like shards of a bigger piece? And she kind of looks at Alfred and he goes, um, yes and no. Explain. So, we protect what's called Wavinium. Mm-hmm. Because if it gets out of the Feywild, it has different effects on different planes and different people. Um, this purple stuff is nasty. It, it brings out a lot of the... Negative aspects of things. Negative like desires. And it, it plays on hate and despair. So it makes people feel as though they want to hurt others. So... We usually try to keep it locked away. That's where... So I kind of told you, you know, we we're, I don't know how to fly because we burrow more than anything because we, we live so deep underground. Um, it, it's just really nasty stuff. And my brothers and I were, were messing around one day and um, I, I thought I was... I finally got a good hit on one of my brothers, and he slammed into one of the chunks of this wavinium that we had, and it broke into smaller pieces. That's why we have so much. We used to only have three pieces that was easier to keep track of, but when he slammed into one, it broke into a bunch of smaller pieces, so now we have about 15 chunks total of it. Um, that could be moved. They're still, to my knowledge, and Polyphony kind of looks at him, and you see she gives him this look like, you're saying too much? And she says, Alfred, your family has returned, and measures have been taken to ensure that no one comes after the Purple Wavinium again. Does she say this in common or Sylvan? She's going to say it in Sylvan to him. And Alfred kind of nods, and he goes, uh, what? what about my family? Like, what about, what about my mom, my dad, my brothers? And she kind of nods and she says, well, they've, they've gone to the council and this is all in Sylvan. 
She says, they've gone to the Council of Soaring Shadows, and they've come to the Dryads and asked for help finding you. They never gave up, but most of us believed you lost. This is great news that you're alive, but answers still need to be had. And I think it's best if rather than I tell them you're alive and bring you to the council now, we wait until we have all these stones so we can prove that we've brought them all back. How did you find us in the first place? How did I find you? I was very clear with what I asked. How did you find us? Mm. And she just looks at Alfred and looks back at the rest of you. And she looks straight at Agar and she says, You of all people and your individuals from the Golden Fang should know the answer to that. You can enlighten your friend. Hey, Bron, we'll, we'll speak of this later. Seeing them, mm. like, speak in Sylvan, since he can't understand them, Brock I, is just going to go I back, asked, like, annoyedly, just making notes again. I asked Dan Common, though. I didn't speak in Sylvan. Oh, she'll answer in Sylvan. She won't. She doesn't speak in Common. Yeah. So the important thing is you have found Alfred. Alfred is a, helping us locate these stones so you can take them from our world back to the Fae. What and, else is needed here? And while that's happening, you guys can see Alfred like behind all these conversations, like slowly reaching, and just like tink, and grabbing him like one stone at a time, just like watching everybody, like looking around, like Brock. Hmm. Brock will help these. him. He'll like pick up like the things with the cloth and like hand them to him. Oh, he'll he'll take. He's like, thank you. And he says it in common. He looks at Brock and just whispers, "Thank you," and starts putting them away. As you ask that question, Alfred goes, um, I think I can answer a little bit of that. So, Polyphony, I don't, I don't think there's much more. I think you've got your, your work cut out for you here fixing these woods. And she kind of looks around and looks at the other dryads and nods. And they start, and you see not all of them leave from where she is. A couple of them go. But they start to use that light that you saw them putting into a brone and in Katie and Alfred bringing him back, they start to kind of do it to the trees, and you start to see life start to come from the roots, and now it's more green, and the brownish hues of actual live trees start to take, even on those dark ones, start to take hold and come up. Um, you notice one go over and basically stand over one of the stumps and reach down, and it's almost as if they sacrifice themselves to create a new tree. Because as the dryad stands there, that d- dark wood on the bottom starts to turn brown and almost melds with them and comes up. And you see the facial features of the dryad disappears. It goes up and kind of spirals and creates another new tree of life. Hmm. And you see she's standing there and quite a few do. And as this takes place, she looks at Alfred and she looks at Agard. She says, we felt a very negative energy from this area. That's the reason that we came. I know the Sisters of Night have been doing a lot. I was actually tracking um, a group of goblins that are being led by some hobgoblins. I believe that they're working with the Sisters of Night. I don't believe the Sisters of Night were able to keep control of the stones when they passed from the Feywild here. Somehow, I'm not sure what happened, but I feel like they were spread and they're trying to retrieve all the pieces. 
but this was definitely a site that they originally tried to create when they came through and this tree and she reaches back and touches it. And as you look up, you start to realize that this tree isn't a single tree. It has a, a, a 10 foot wide, tr- like massive diameter trunk, mm-hmm. but it is almost a combination of all these different types of trees in one growing up. Agard, you've seen a tree like this. Mm-hmm. It is a giant tree that is in the Manacroft Forest. Mm-hmm. They are people call the, it loosely translates to the transportation tree. Mm-hmm. That is the tree that your people hold sacred, as that is the tree that when you left the Golden Fang Forest, rather than migrating and walking all the way across the lands, we, you were able to transport to it. There was a small group that went across the lands to find the tree. Mm-hmm. And when they found the tree, they came back, they knew the way, and brought the rest of the people um, to the Manacroft Forest and left mm-hmm. the Golden Fang Forest. Yeah. So you have known about these trees, and the rumor was... You know of the one in the Manacroft Forest. Right. You've heard of it being used to travel to the Golden Fang Forest, but you guys had never done it yourself. Mm-hmm. And there was rumored to be another one in the Violet Woods. Mm-hmm. This is that tree in the Violet Woods as okay. Agard's starting to put those pieces together. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So what is needed now? Because we need to retrieve the rest of these stones. And send them on their way. I believe you'll find at least a few more with the hobgoblins that we were tracking. I believe our work is cut out here for us. Um, There is an entrance that they used in Avorgos. I believe they tunneled under the city of Avorgos. And that is where they started to wreak havoc. The Sisters of Night, from what we can tell, did not come through the Golden Fang Forest, did not come through any known portals connecting to the Feywild. We're not sure how they got here or how they were able to get out without the councils and the protections that we have in the Feywild being able to detect them coming and going. Do you have anything that you could give us that would aid us in this task? She turns, and an elvish mutters something to the tree. And it's at that point that you see it's a larger dryad than the others come through the tree. And they start to have this conversation in elvish. Does anybody else? You do? So you hear, she mutters to the tree. She says, the artifact that we found beneath a Vorgos. Bring it to me. And as this other dryad appears, hands her this... It's a wooden box. And he hands her this wooden box, and you hear him say, Are you sure we can trust them? And in Elvish, she looks back at him and says, If Alfred trusts them, I believe we should. He says, But Alfred, and she goes, Enough. I understand what Alfred did. I understand that he was coerced and tricked by hags and creatures who did nasty tricks, but this is not Alfred's fault. He was left alone. The council agreed. 
that we would not leave any protectors by themselves. There would always be at least two people there, and we failed just as the Council of Shadows failed. So we will not hold this against Alfred, and we will help him get these pieces back. And you kind of see the dryad that had come through was trying to be more like an aggressive presence towards her saying not to trust it. But as she kind of said that you almost feel like she put him in his place, like Mm -hmm. his shoulders kind of dropped and he kind of backed away. And a lot of the hostility towards Alfred kind of disappeared. And she says, thank you. You may go. And you see as he kind of nods and just merges with the tree again and disappears. Who speaks Elvish? Oh, Agarn. Okay. So she turns around Clears her throat and in common just says, I apologize for that. And looks over at Alfred and kind of reaches out and touches him on the shoulder and just says, You need to release the burden. It is not your fault. We left you all alone. There should have been somebody with you. I appreciate your bravery chasing them down, though. Hold those stones dear and make sure they get back to the Feywild. Alfred kind of nods and looks at her. Um, Polyphony, I, I can't thank you enough. She says, shh. There are not many who trust you any longer once they find out you're alive and you were tricked like this. However, it is not your fault and we have much to prove, but you must have all 15 stones before you return. And then she looks at the rest of the group and... In common, again, she says, when the time comes, I may need to summon the four of you to the council on behalf of Alfred. Is that something that you guys would be willing to do for him? You know, what does it entail, like, us testifying for him? Yes. Barbara just kind of shrugs, still, like, looking down at his notes, um, writing stuff in. I mean... I do not speak for the others, but I would. She looks at the other two. She looks at Abron and Katie. Without question, I'll be there. Sure. She looks at Alfred and kind of pats him on the shoulders. Everything will work out, friend. And it's at this point you see, like I said, this whole time she's been very like rigid. Mm-hmm. She hasn't relaxed but once she's got that commitment from you guys and she sees where it's going and she starts to realize that now you guys are in possession of 11 of the 15 missing stones she kind of has a sigh of relief her shoulders kind of relax and she looks to you guys and she says the the road to Avorgos is a, a treacherous one there's a lot on the road between here and there so, question, sorry. Um, their encampment, this goblin or hobgoblin encampment, it's not in a war ghost. You said they were tunneling underneath a war ghost. Correct. Can you point out on this map where specifically they are? And she's just going to point to the city of a war ghost on the map, and she's going to say, it's it's in the city. I will describe, I can describe the building to you. 
Um, it's a, a two-story building. Oh, their direct encampment is yes. inside of Orgos. Well, the the tunnel to get into a Vorgos. The entryway to get to them is inside. Yes, that's that's all that we... They basically tunneled their way into the city and popped up in this yeah. building. Yes. I, I just didn't know if they had like a camp outside or whatever. We, Probably underground. We yeah. believe they do, but we haven't... We were there when we felt this... I felt a cry for help. And I almost didn't believe it because it was Alfred. And Alfred was, to my knowledge, dead for years. So I almost didn't come. But I wanted to check on my friend. And I'm glad I did. Have you sensed or seen any other um, crystals? Or purple uh, wivenium, sorry. Anywhere else besides Orgos with these hobgoblins and goblins? We we only recently came here from the Fae. Um, we came here specifically to track those hobgoblins. But there are other locations. There are two more. One in the Dalmont Bog and one in the Golden Fang Forest that we were going to investigate. Okay. Uh, Brock is just going to like... Like put a dot in, like in those two areas. You said the Golden Fang Forest. The Golden Fang Forest and the Dalmont Bog. That was where their stronghold was before the Sisters of Night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Dalmont Bog. Yeah. And um, where else? Sorry. Uh, Golden Fang Forest and Dalmont Bog. Dalmont. D A L M O N T. Okay. Dalmont Bog. Bog. Okay. The swamp area. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Brock will just put like um, a little like dot on those two areas, essentially. Are any that. of you still wounded or do you need... Kate, yeah, both Katie and Ebron. Brock, how are you? I'm fine. I have a scratch or two, but that's about it. Don't waste your healing ability thingy on me. Well, we're, we're here. We're going to take care of this section of the Violet Woods and heal this. And you see as she, like, motions to one of the dryads, it goes through the big tree again, it merges. Mm. And then probably a minute later, 15 more step out as they start going and healing the trees, these dryads. Mm-hmm. She says, I, I, I do not mind. I think while we're here, you should rest. And I, I don't mind making sure that we heal you all up. It's going to be about midday at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long? We haven't been traveling for no. long. Yeah, we? we woke up and basically walked here. Yeah. So it's yeah, about midday. It's, it's almost midday right now after this with this conversation. But she kind of looks around. She says, why, why don't you rest up? We will make sure that you're safe. Alfred could use it. And Alfred kind of laughs, and he's like, yeah, I, I could use a little, and I don't really want to go to sleep again, but... Can you heal my friends? Yes. <clears throat> and so, anybody who is hurt or hurting, a couple dryads kind of approach you and just slowly reach out and just touch basically your shoulder, and you see that light again pulse down their arm, and they will heal you back to full health. Agar looks at Polyphony and <laughs> and um, 
motions to the box that she was given. How will this help us along the way? This acts as a compass of sorts. It will show you to the nearest source of Lavinium. This one is specifically geared towards purple Lavinium. So this should help you find the remaining shards. We have a few of them. So please feel free to use it, but please keep it safe. And she turns and looks at Alfred and then Sylvan. She says, when you're done, please return the stones and that to us. Bring those to the council. And Alfred kind of nods and in common says, of course, we'll bring the stuff back. We'll bring the stones back and I'll bring these, this compass back. Um, but if my friends don't want to come, I don't, I don't want to force them to speak on my behalf. May I ask you something? Could we not just give you the stones that have been collected so far? It's kind of a risk. And have you take them back? That way we are, we do not currently have any with us. If you trust me to do that, then yes. But I wasn't going to try to take, you guys seem like you've been through quite a lot. Well, Alfred, I, I think we believe that to you. Do we trust Polyphia enough to, to take care of this? Alfred's like, I mean... I trust her. Pilipini kind of looks at him and looks at the rest of you and kind of nods and she says, Okay, I'm going to roll insight on If he If he said that in 18. common, I'll roll insight as well. Oh, he said it in common. He, he's talking in common. She's speaking in Sylvan. Yeah, Agar is just speaking in Sylvan just because. But he, he trusts everybody enough that he's just speaking, trying to make sure that everybody kind of understands what's going on. I got an 18 on insight on or 15 on Alfred, I guess. You feel like Alfred's telling the truth. He trusts Polyphony. You feel like Polyphony is sincere. She's not out to gain control. She's out to... Just restore balance. Right, restore balance to the the Fey realm. Because right now, there's a lot of craziness and hecticness going on. And she wants to return it to normal. Um, you do feel like there is a huge sigh of relief from her, mm-hmm. and you feel like that is most likely because she realizes that Alfred's alive, and for years she has thought he was dead. <clears throat> Polyphony, we will, with what we've heard from Alfred, we will trust you to take the stones we have, these 11, back to the Feywild now, so they are off of our world, and we will continue to look for the other four. Question, because I'm pretty sure... She said in Sylvan that the hags got their hands on other stuff too, right? She didn't say that in common. Mm-mm. It wasn't in common. Okay. Um, Brock is going to say, is there anything else we should be worried about? If there were, I mean, cunning enough to trick Alfred and steal this much, is there any other thing that they stole from the Fae that we should worry about? She thinks for a moment. There's nothing as serious as a purple Lavinium. The reason being is that this can corrupt just about anything on the material plane that is from the material plane. It could corrupt myself, my dryads, here. If we were in the Feywild, it doesn't have those same effects on us. We're able to resist it. But in the material plane here, we don't have the defenses we have there. So Fortunately for Alfred and his family, which is why they're known as the Wardens of the Deep, they don't 
they don't ever feel the effect of the purple withenium. That's why they were chosen to guard it. Because out of all creatures, including numerous different dragons, to pick up and hold these stones, they never had a thought of violence or hate from these stones, which is very admirable. So would it be a wise choice for us to just hand them over to you now? Because you still have to make some sort of contact with them to take them. As long as they are in a bag that I don't directly touch them, it shouldn't be an issue. My only concern is if I go back oh, and I return the... these stones, they're going to ask where the other four are, and then they're going to find out that Alfred's still alive, and they're going to demand to know why I didn't bring Alfred back. We should probably wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could we take his bag with the stones and then put them in your bag? Well, his bag's like a bag of holding, right? Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Never mind. I don't feel like going to the after. I just about, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Polyphony looks at, um, looks at Alfred and Alfred's like, I don't, I don't know about this bag, but. Let's just hold off. Yeah. Can I see that cloth? Um, I mean, sure. I'll just hold it. He's going to make a stick in the middle. He's going to, he's going to hold it and he's going to look at Polyphony and say, um, What's this made of? And she kind of looks at it and looks it over. Unobtainium. She's like, um, it feels like a specific silk that comes from the Feywild. Do, do you think you can get us a bag made of this? She takes the, she has the cloth from Alfred and just hands it to one of the dryads and speaks to it in Sylvan. Those that understand Sylvan here, find a bag created like this. Bring it back as quickly as possible. And it turns and disappears and goes into the tree. I'll need that to pick up. Never mind. Polyphony kind of looks at you and she says, "Uh, do do not worry, um, small one. We will bring that and more back. So I take the box from Polyphony. Mm -hmm. Is there any, like... How's a box going to show me where or us where anything is? I don't understand. Well, there's hinges on it. You have to open the box. Right. So you, it <laughs> opens the box. Do you open the box? Yes. Okay. Is it a dick in a box? Yeah. There's, a, there's a dick needle. Oh. <laughs> I hand it to a brown. <laughs> that's all you. With your agar cream. That's that's okay. you. Oh, gross. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, can't take it. Don't dish it. So, no. so any, so you get the box. When you open the box, um, there is a needle. And if you look at the map that Braca has, and you're holding it, the needle is pointing to what looks like the direction of Avorgos. Sure, gotcha. However, as you look at it, it's in the direction of Avorgos, mm-hmm. but it's not matched up exactly with Avorgos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brock will say, after we rest, you just want to head in that direction. I think that is wise. Okay. My people will watch you. And as you guys kind of relax and kind of start to take a rest, you see Alfred, he kind of comes over. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. They kind of caught me by surprise. Like no. I was I was flying, and I saw you guys, 
And then I was like, I'm going to go recon. And I came ahead and I was invisible and I landed. I looked around. I didn't see anything. And I dropped my invisibility. And next thing I know, there's these seven I thought were dryads. I tried to talk to them in Sylvan. They did not like me. They told me that I was the enemy, which was super confusing. Then all of a sudden, Vine shot around me a couple times. And then they just started hitting me over the head. And then next thing I know, Polyphony was looking in my eyes. I haven't seen Polyphony, uh, well, I'd say in like, I don't know, 10 days. But apparently it's been like four years. We've been through a lot. I, I say we, we rest here for a brief period and then head on our way. Sure. And then you want to take a short rest? And after about 15, 20 minutes, while you guys are taking that short rest, the uh, the dryad returns that she had sent mm-hmm. with a cloth and with a small um, bag mm-hmm. that, well, it's not small. It's about a medium-sized bag. Um, it's pretty good size that it can fit all the stones that were there. Um, so, compared to Bracca. <laughs> it's about Ooh. half the size of Bracca. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But they do put have enough room to put all 11 of the stones you guys have now mm-hmm. in that bag, and it can fit in the bag of holding now. Okay, okay. so it's not it's a not bag a, of yeah, holding. It is not a bag of holding. Um, it is a bag made out of that material to basically block the uh, effects of these stones. Okay. So we take the price tag off that bag, right. and then... So it says 12,000 gold. Oh, shit. Just, I'm just going to turn, I'm gonna turn to Agard, hold my bag of holding up. So how bags of holding work, do you know what a bag of holding is? Bags hold things? Well, it's a magical thing. Cobalt splaining. I am not aware. So, a bag of holding, if there's anything in it, and if you pierce it, or tear it, or anything like that, all the things that are inside the bag get sent to the astral plane. So, if you want to keep that bag in here, you can, but if somebody comes along and stabs the bag, or if it gets torn on something... Would you suggest we not put it in your bag of holding? I don't think so. Okay. I can carry the bag if That's needed. Sure. If you guys need me to, I can carry it and stay invisible. I we thought could, it Alfred. We could split them. We so could so split them, too. That way, them. if somebody takes a bag, you're right. Nobody mm-hmm. gets all of them. You can keep seven of them, and we'll keep four of them. Okay. I think that sounds like a good idea. That way, nobody can steal them and get them all at once. Okay. But we defend these bags. Yes. No matter what. Mm-hmm. Of course. Okay. Your bag isn't like a bag of holding, is it? It's just like a normal bag? No. Nope. So, okay. And what was everyone's question earlier? I'm sorry. Oh. That I said we would discuss later. How did they find us? You said Agard knows. I'm assuming it's because he's from the Fae. They could track. So, Agard has heard of these dryads, especially when you heard of the dryad uh, conclave. Mm-hmm. He knows about stories mm-hmm. of very powerful dryads that basically worked with Furbolgs to protect the woods, to protect right. the wilds. Right. And they can hear and see through trees. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he. Okay. So. Agard tells you that. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so they essentially looked through the tree when they felt that pull mm-hmm. that she believed to be Alfred, which she was like, there's no way because he's been dead. He's been dead. 
And when she realized it was Alfred, that's why she came. And that time difference, that's a, that's a common fae yep. thing, that time back and forth. So, Okay. So, so you guys are going to take your short rest. Mm-hmm. So um, go ahead. Do your short rest. Uh, during the short rest. Um, oh, yeah, I want to okay, talk to Brock too, um, for a second. Brock was going to walk over to Katie mm-hmm. um, since he hasn't talked to Katie since the battle. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming Katie is like conscious and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. KD. They're fully healed now, aren't they? Are you okay? Um, I mean, I feel good. I, f- I feel fine uh, physically. But not so much in other ways? Um, yeah, I don't, I, I just, that took a lot out of me and I'm not sure, um, how I feel about that. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, Ebron almost died too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes me feel a little better, so I appreciate you letting me know that again. I, I did forget that little fact. Um. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. I'm a chemist, not a therapist. I, I appreciate all that you do, Braca. Can you just... um? Can you... Maybe make me one slight, maybe not necessarily a promise, but a, um, no, yeah, I'm going to ask for a promise. Okay. Can you just not go directly in the clearings without maybe discussing with the group first? Just so we can make sure that if something's about, we're not going to be stuck in the middle, I, I, it was quite frightening to see you uh, just sprawled out on the ground like that. Um, if the situation calls for me to explain things, then yes. I okay. will promise to do it if the situation calls for it. There's, there are some times where you can't really just sit back and wait. Th- that was probably one. That of was those definitely times. one where you could have waited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that was one hundred percent one of those times, and not the wisest idea on my part, I'll admit. But in the future, I'll attempt to be more cautious. I I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of us died. We're still okay, for the most part. I mean, I felt like I almost did. So, mm. but you're right. I'm still here. That's a good... Oh, you didn't see what Agar turned into, did and you? Agar, I think, hears this. No. Uh, Rock, I was going to ask you, what... Do you know what... I, I was attempting to turn into a dire wolf. Could, um, could Brock roll a nature check? Yes. Okay. Well, I figured he would have, like, drawn it by now. Uh, <laughs> he took the time. Uh, Draw me like one of your French girls. 25. And can Brock attempt to draw it as well? performance i'm gonna say performance on that one okay. first so the performance but you do performance is only an eight very very rough sketch i mean but the thing is everything that agar is the same druid rules on the monstrosities he's had to see them that's oh, why i was yeah. very specific about where like right. the, the monsters i picked <clears throat> it's only in areas that like Agard has been yeah. that he would have seen and looked. So his and the Kruthic would be something from the, the deep dark wood, you yeah. know. That and you you have scrolls too that mm-hmm. while you haven't physically seen them, there are some that you have read about. Right. 
Um, looking at the sketch, mm-hmm. I'm going to say with your 25, that was more to remember what it looked like and try to remember exactly what it was. Um, you get the name. Kruthick or Kruthick? Kruthick. Okay. Yep, Kruthick, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Um, I know you rolled a 25, but that's really all that you would I mean, get I mean, because you haven't you haven't but, even though you lived in the mountains and in the deep you your tribe kind of tried to avoid that and then after that you had gone to Gilmead which those aren't in yeah. Gilmead I gotta imagine Kruthik would love Clan of Kobold um <laughs> right well I mean oh my God Kruthik Kruthik yes you do you have to see I don't know how your shape shifting ability works. We we have to have viewed the creature that we can turn into. Where have you seen that sort of thing before? There's deep dark areas of the wood, hmm. caves, and that sort of thing. They they burrow deep and they do come out at times. So not near homewood, but in the deep north, in the deep wood there, we have seen them. And Brown, are you standing near this conversation too? Are you guys all kind of together or are you off on your own? I'm standing near the conversation. Okay. You can roll a perception check during this conversation with disadvantage. <coughs> okay. That's either a 25 or a 25. Okay. <laughs> you you notice. You pick. 25. <laughs> okay. I'll choose that one. The lower of the two. The lower 25. You notice Alfred just disappears for a minute Mm -hmm. and as you're having this conversation you're kind of like that's weird Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden all four of you just feel like two legs on the outside of you start to pull you in and just give you guys a hug and all of a sudden Alfred disappears he's like I just want to say thank you I think you guys may have saved me and I was gonna die and you guys have no reason to trust me and you decided to come help me find these stones and if my family really thinks I've been dead for four years, like that's really scary and really sad to think about. And like, technically you guys would have been my friends for like four years, according to them. So like, I, I just, I really wanted to say thank you. And, and you see like, he starts are to kind of like tear up. Cry, Alfred? There's, there's little tears coming down as Alfred kind of hugs okay. you. And he's like, the tears. He's like, I just, <laughs> honestly, I honestly, he's like, I just, I just want to say, I just see sorry. Alfred cries <laughs> and Brock holds him a vial. Actually, could, could, could Brock be like, <laughs> just hold up a vial? I actually did that for, just see if he would. But Oh, oh sorry. Brock is going to genuinely no. hold it like a I, couple I vials. If, um, if he could fill up two vials of I would say you could probably fill up one, um, most likely. Um, but he does, he starts to kind of tear up and cry a little bit as he hugs you guys. And he's like, you guys, you don't understand what this means to me because, like, they could have killed me on site for what happened. And and you guys are really helping me out here and, and allowing me to fix a mistake that I never should have made. I just wanted to say thank you. And he kind of gives you guys like a big hug and he kind of tears up. He's like, but okay, um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to just kind of close my eyes though. Is there, is there a way you guys could make sure like I, I'm still super uneasy. Like, those other dryads, they they scared, they scared me. And while well, I know that, and he gets really quiet, and he looks at you, and whis- at, at Agard, and whispers in Sylvan. He says, 
I I just I don't know how much I trust dryads right now other than polyphony just because of what we just went through and I just I would really feel comfortable if you guys were okay with kind of watching me for the next couple little bit while I nap how big is Alfred like he's big he's He's large large. is he he, okay so is he smaller than a 20 by 20 I think so right because 10 by 10 he's 10 by 10 Um, he's large he's 10 by 10 um, right Braca will um ritually cast alarm around him (gasps) thank you just don't don't move out of, well, I mean, you can if you want. It won't, yeah, you can choose him to be, though. go off oh. if you go in it. No, Alfred. I'll try not to. When, if these vials explode, that's what's going to happen if the alarm goes off. Or no, I think they're, they're going to explode. Something like that. If the vials make a noise, I mean, we'll hear it if we're not, you know, already nearby. If, is is Alfred, like, laying on the ground now? Yeah, he's he, he laid right where he was. If you cast alarm around it, he just laid in the middle of it. Like, is this going to trip alarm if Agar just sits no, next No, I mean, to, I, I automatically okay. have it designated so you guys don't Okay, so me. Agar just basically sits against uh, Alfred like a like a, like a, like a mm-hmm. couch, you know, like a... Right. Kind of like sitting on the ground but him. leaning against yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Um, what did you want to ask me, Agar? Just what I had turned into because it was not what I intended. Oh, it seemed effective. They were scared of it, which I imagine anyone would. I was the first time I came upon them, but that's all. Katie, I I think it is a good thing you were not with us at that time. I think you may have. Brock is going to show Katie. I think I would have ran. Yes. Yeah, I see the the picture. It's a very, very rough drawing of a Kruthric, but, you know, still a drawing. <laughs> looks like a bug. Yeah, you know, a stick, a stick bug. That's it, lo- it looks like a large praying mantis with six legs. And lots That's of, what his drawing looks like. And Venom's head. <laughs> yeah, and like, and like massive fangs for teeth. You oh see like the little God. kid teeth drawings. It was really this cool. I don't think you did. Cool? I don't know if you meant to do it. That's not. Cool? And it was hard for me to change back. Well. For me to watch at least. Oh my god! The only thing Brock is like, only other thing he's gonna do during the the rest is just mess with the uh, the mask again. Does anybody else want to do anything during the short rest? Rest. Yeah, rest. Okay, so you guys get through your short rest. Um, you guys can hear like quiet little snores coming from Alfred um, for like 20, 30 minutes before you guys start to get up and, and finish up your short rest. Uh, Polyphony kind of looks at you and she nods and she says, rather than take the main road, maybe we should help you and, um, get you to a Vorgos faster. And she kind of waves at the tree and you see as some of the trees that are there start to kind of twist around and they part and they come uh, like come apart and create almost like a tunnel. And she says, there's a couple trees outside of Avorgos that um, we used to get here. When you get to Avorgos, you're going to want to go to the main tavern at the center of town. There's not many people left there. It should be pretty much a straight shot. The goblins don't typically come out until night, but be wary. They are... They are everywhere in Avorgos. So I would quickly get to the tavern. If you go in 
and you go down into the basement, there's a, a steel hatch uh, in the basement along the wall. We fashioned what we could to seal it to try to keep the goblins from coming through before we came here. But I, I, I believe there's probably more tunnels into Avorgos mm-hmm. than just this one. So I would hurry, get there, and get to the hatch before nightfall. And as she looks up, she says, it's a little past midday now. You should be able to use this travel method to get there and get into the tavern before night falls and have a little bit of time to come up with a plan. Okay. Alfred kind of gives her a look and she's like, it's the same way you've traveled before. He's like, do you guys want me to go first? I will go with you. Okay. Agard puts his hand on Alfred's back and walks with him. And you guys kind of, and Ebron, Braca, and Katie, you see as they start to enter the tree, it's almost like reality bends. And they start to shrink as they start to approach the tree. Mm-hmm. And they go in, and while you're standing there, you look, and Agard becomes about the size of Braca, and Alfred becomes about the size of a dog. And they both kind of go through, and you see as they just disappear on the other side. Agard and Alfred walk through. This is where we will end this week's episode, as Polyphony created a portal for the party to step through to get just outside of Avorgos. Thank you to all our friends and listeners who are following along with the adventure. We love entertaining and making people smile and sharing the fun of our table with everyone listening at home, work, in the car, or wherever you may choose to tune into Cocked, a real play RPG podcast. If everyone listening could please take a moment to follow the links for our cast in the episode description and follow and like their Instagram shenanigans, that would help get the word out about the show. If you'd like to help the show continue to reach new heights, check out our Patreon in the episode description and go subscribe. Big news for our Patreon subscribers coming at the end of April. Lastly, but certainly not least, tune in next week as the party finishes stepping through the portal in the tree. Do they all make it to their intended destination? Do they become more lost along the way? We will answer those questions as well as more next week in episode 24 of Cocked, a real play RPG podcast. Or, oh my goddess. Atlanta. What do they worship? You know oh how, my, you know oh my. Count? Oh, oh my, whichever. How do I spell? How do I pronounce my God's name? D H O E S I S. Doses? Doesis? Dasis. Dasis? Okay. That's my God. No, actually, no, I think you're right the first time. Dosis. Dosis. I don't think everybody has. That's why every time Gary Lewis, he's just like, and that's a blessing. <laughs> right. Doses. <Wow>. Doses. <laughs> Can that be canon instead of. Like PC with you or something like that. Follow our doses. Just they, they leave it because they just go. Hold up two peace signs <laughs> to the side like doses. a gangster.